0: Welcome back to the C.A. Short Company All-In Employee Podcast, where we're all in and give generously. We're so glad that you're here. I'm your host, Cherie Lucas, and today coming back to be with us again as co-host is Ashley Green, our Director of Sales for C.A. Short Company. And today we have a very special guest, And I just want to say right now that I have her bio, you know, and I could do this really great formal intro, but she and I have known each other for quite some time. We actually have worked together, um, and I worked for her, actually, for a little while, and we are just great friends and have been through a lot of life together, a lot of relationships, a lot of things. (laughs) So I'm really excited today to introduce Amber Gray. She's the founder and the CEO of Trusty Oak, which is in the uh, virtual assistant industry, and her company uh, specializes in sourcing, vetting, and supporting the most qualified freelance VAs across the United States. Now, there's so much more to say about her, and one that I definitely want to just say out loud to everyone because I'm so proud of her. But in, um, in 2021, Amber was Austin, Texas Businesswoman of the Year i just, I have chills when I say it. I'm so excited about that. I'm so proud and it is so well-deserved and you will begin to understand that as we have conversation with her today. So Amber, why don't you say hello to our viewers?
1: Well, thank you so much, Cherie. It's um, really a pleasure to to be working with you in a new capacity this way. And like you said, we have a lot of history together and um, just have enjoyed following each other's journey, I think, and, and being a support to each other. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm really pleased to be here and to share ways that I've been and working with my team. I've got a little bit of a unique team structure in that we've got a we'll call it a corporate team. We call it the success team, but it's kind of like the internal team. And then we have around 65 US-based freelance virtual assistants that are part of our community as well. Uh, So the way we work with those groups of people are a little bit different, but um, yeah, lots lots of experience to share on that front.
0: Well, okay. So we, you know, Ashley, I was getting her kind of up to speed on uh, who you are and about your company, and so I know she already had some questions. And so, Ashley, you want to throw out one of your questions to get
2: us started? Sure, sure. Um, you know, it was it was very interesting reading about about your company and about you know really what you what you do service right in the virtual assistant space, and it's just so unique that that is, you know, really at a stage of a lot of levels, right? And in, in how you support. But one thing is, is, you know, one of the things I was kind of really wondering about is um the, you know, like how many clients do you really service today? How do you, and then how do you really bridge that, you know, combining or, you know, finding a space for uh you know your your workers your your freelance um connections to make that connection with a customer because getting to know i mean i I would think getting to know the um the person you are servicing right your customer Mm -hmm. i mean that's got to take a a little bit of tweaking and molding and shaping to make make sure you have the right fit in that space
1: yes it it does and yeah, we're currently serving around 150 clients, I believe. Um so volume and you know the the number of VAs we have, the number of clients we have, the just exponentially the number of relationships that we are supporting, you know, continues to grow and it can be challenging, but like you said, what is important is really getting to know people on a personal level enough to be able to understand their needs and be able to to make those matches together so i'll start with just explaining on the va side of things uh, because you know that's where it starts for us is really supporting the virtual assistant community because i believe that when our employees and workers are happy then the people they're serving really benefit from that and so giving them what they need and the support they need comes first and foremost for us so when we're sourcing uh, virtual assistants we're right now we're actually not doing recruiting we're not um we're not even posting jobs on indeed and linkedin and places like that a lot of our growth has come by word of mouth referrals and, you know, Google juice, I guess, you know, people finding us online, but we've got a, a, a whole website dedicated to the virtual assistant explaining how we serve them. And we start with a discovery call where we've got someone on our team that casually answers all of their questions about how we serve them. It's not an application. It is, hey, let's see if this is a good fit for you because it may or may not be. And so it, we start out on the foot of um, we're here to serve, we may not be able to serve you, and we need to make sure that you know you agree and we agree that this is gonna be a good fit before you even apply for a job with us. Um, so we kind of set that tone with that. And then our interview process involves uh, interviewing around our core values. So again, we're really getting to know people, not just about their work experience and their resume, it's really more about how do we align on the way we think and approach work and communicate. And so we do that first. And then um, there is even a more internal process where we're getting to know them through some casual things like a virtual coffee with me once a month. Um, We have a quarterly town hall where people get together. But more importantly, our CSM, Corey, sets up one-to-ones with each of these new VAs when they come on to find out what are their goals, what kind of clients do they love working, what kind of work do they not want to do all of that stuff so that we have a good profile around what they want and then on the other side of that we're doing a similar process with our clients and that we want to make sure it's actually going to be a good fit because not everyone or not a VA is not always the right solution for certain administrative needs so we do a little bit of vetting on that side of things and then we are really coaching them and walking through the process of how to work with the VA before we even match them with someone so uh, lots of lots of conversation around what do they need what do they think they need what do we Uh, actually need and you know how is that uh, solution going to come together with the virtual assistant so it's in-depth and you know something we don't want to automate because we want this to be a transform transformational experience not just a transactional experience and so we spend a lot of time on that front end of things of just really getting to know people
0: I can testify to that now you know how many years has it been eight years eight years yeah August yeah and so I really did get to meet Amber right as she was starting. And I worked with her at that time. And I can testify that even back eight years ago, and, and listen, she's torpedoed uh, forward if, in over these eight years, but <laughs> still, and from the very beginning, um, she has established just these great foundational principles in the way she's doing business. And I was part of that. And if anyone knows me, <laughs> they know. am not an administrative assistant (laughs) (laughs) I have an administrative assistant because I I can do it but it just sucks the life out of me right I want to so that's not what I want to spend all my time doing and so (laughs) Amber did such a great job of recognizing that but and then but I she niched me in to I had one task and I was kind of looking for a side side job and and you know and um so uh, she niched me in into one task to deal with a specific demographic of clientele that she has and it was really something that really interested me and that i got to learn and grow in and then it was able to help her out and take some things off you know off of her plate to free up her <laughs> more administrative types to do those other administrative things and it's actually the task that she had me doing, I has served me all these years in all my when you know, with having my toe in the sales pool and then the marketing pool and in the influencer pool and podcast host pool. It has really um been beneficial and foundational for me to have gleaned the information I did in doing that particular task. So they do it really well. So number one, they listen, do a lot of listening, active listening to really hear from both sides, the VA and from their clients. And then um, they do a lot, a lot of coaching both ways. And just have a lot of communications, which Ashley and I have a lot of conversations about communication and how important that is and for everything. Mm-hmm. So that has served you well Amber and it, um, it has certainly catapulted you into and an, just a great success story. I'm so excited about it and I wanted you to tell everybody you know you work with a lot of entrepre- entrepreneurs and small businesses, but you do work with um, a, a C Suite type executives as well, right?
1: Yes, we don't have as many of of clients in that space only because our business has grown by referrals. And so if we're serving those solopreneurs, they're usually referring more of of people just like them. Um, We're we're perfectly capable of serving those C-suite level. Uh, Like for example, there's a nonprofit that we work with that is, uh, has, you know, a C-suite of people that are traveling frequently, that are um, managing like crazy calendars, you know, the Tetris schedule uh, problem that people are trying to solve. So RVAs are able to help some of their executives with those administrative things. It's not a lot of tasks, but it is high volume when it comes to somebody that's busy like that. So it really can make a difference. So they're not having to switch tasks so often and they can really focus on what they do best. Um, so, yeah, we we can work with anyone from a, a single person with no employees, no contractors, all the way up to, you know, really anyone else that is um, high achieving, busy, needing to really focus on the important stuff and not get bogged down in the admin.
0: I'm happy to. I, there's so many things that I want to be able to talk to you about today, and we're not going to have time for it all. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um and now, and now that I started saying that, it's like it's totally all of it. Every question is almost flown out of my head. So annoying. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it does. Um, let's. I'd like you to go ahead and just um, tell us about your very impressive in, uh, employee engagement strategy. You are really a master at valuing you've already mentioned that you value your VAs and then they in turn they value and take care of your clients which is you know I think all of us on this call agree that that's the way it should happen so what is your strategy for really engaging your VAs and help and letting them know how valued they are and helping them to feel ownership and to be you know really productive with you?
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Well, it's it's definitely not one single thing that is making it happen. It's a lot of work, especially with a virtual community and even another level of difficulty because these VAs are working fractional part-time schedules. So it's very difficult for us to, for example, get an all-hands meeting on the calendar where everyone is actually there. I don't know that that's happened in years and years because, you know, we've got so many people. And again, you know, some people might be working only five hours a week. So it's tough to do that. So we've had to get creative in how we do um, engage our team and facilitate connection. And I'll be honest with you right now, I'm refreshing that a little bit and and trying to find ways to make that better than it already is. But Um, You know, some of the things that we do are I mentioned core values earlier, and that's a big part of it and recognizing people when they are demonstrating our core values and, you know, giving shout outs. We use Slack for our virtual office. We call it the tree house. That's our nickname for the <laughs> office. So it's like, hey, you know, welcome to the treehouse, And we're um, having new VAs that are coming on introduce themselves. And you see, you know, messages flying back and forth from other VAs in the community. We celebrate birthdays. You know, some of the basic stuff of just like, it's nice to know that your employer Knows when your birthday is, and you know cares enough to at least say happy birthday. And hey, I see you're out of office is on, so you'll get all these messages when you're back, and you know that kind of thing. So we we do some of those little things. Um, we've done games. You know, a- again, it's challenging with the virtual world. And before the pandemic, I felt like it was a lot easier to get people excited about. A virtual happy hour or something like that but now everyone's all you know maxed out on that like that's not fun anymore (laughs) so it's been it's been tricky in that sense but we do things like drawings for um you know if someone is demonstrating core values or other uh, initiatives that we might have we'll do a giveaway for you know like a nice headset or you know some other kind of little thing just to uh, just to give back in, in some way and, and, you know, get that engagement going. So um, I'm open to ideas. I love this topic because I want my team to really feel valued and connected to each other. And it is challenging, especially in the remote world.
0: We agree with you because, you know, that's what we specialize in, that's the employee engagement. And it is, it's always a challenge, but we love that. That's one of our favorite things is uh, we have a, lo- a lot of clients and we have just kind of naturally and organically fallen into custom solutions. Uh, you know, it'd be nice for us to have, um, you know, kind of some basic structured this this and this you can choose from but we tend to always find those who are looking for creativity and uh and you're right you always have to be refreshing it nothing lasts forever as far Mm -hmm. as motivating and incentivizing. Right. And so Mm -hmm. you're always getting to be creative and we are blessed with a lot of really creative people. So we will definitely have some of those kind of conversations with you just to give you ideas. Cause I, I mean, I I think you can give us ideas though, too. Uh, You know, just (laughs) for my time that I spent with you in that space, you did such a fantastic job of trying to, um, be present with each in individual, as well as in the group settings, as much as you could, and you. I know that you've traveled to do that as well, mm-hmm. um, to be yeah, where your true. VAs are.
1: Yeah, I so. don't. I don't have the opportunity to do that as much these days, just because the, everyone is so spread out. Uh, the last count, I think there were twenty six different states represented, you know, across our team. Um, but at, at one point, we had this little hub of VAs in Boise. And so I went up to Boise a couple times, realized I really loved it. So I bought a, an investment property there. So when I go visit, I can actually I have a place to stay. And so I've had a chance to, you know, be in real life, give hugs and meet families and things like that. And that that really lights me up. Like that's the stuff I love. And I wish that it was easier to do that more. But. Um, yeah, now that now that the COVID cloud has lifted in terms of the travel restrictions and all of that, I um, I've been daydreaming about like doing a tour of sorts where I could go visit clients and VAs and maybe host events and things like that because there's still nothing that beats FaceTime and we we do bring our um, success team together so the employees um, since that's a smaller group and a lot of some of them are in Austin already so we can afford to bring everyone together for retreats and things like that and we did a a big birthday bash. Uh, pool party last year. So every now and then we'll be able to pull something off where we can get people together and actually give some hugs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you on that. You know that. (laughs) So we're good hugging theme. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley, I want to give you a chance to ask any other questions that you might have.
2: Oh, there's so many. I mean, it's, 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 it's so interesting of, a you know, the type of business that you run and, and really that support for others. Um, so I'm going to probably go back into more of the, you know, some of the simple questions I would say, you know, from what I'm reading online and, and understanding about your business, but um would you say that the majority of your clients, I mean, do they, I see where your, the plans or the prescription plans or subscription plans, sorry, um, Mm -hmm. start at 20 hours per month and then they can go, you know, 20, 30, 40, even 60 hours. I mean, do do you find that um, there are, um, you know, clients that tend to lead or lend to like one one uh, versus the other or is it just really just dependent upon their um you know like really what their needs are or maybe it starts at a lower lower amount and tends to grow over time you know what what does that look like for you guys
1: yeah, that's uh, so. I, I know that our average uh, hours per company is around 21, 22 hours. It fluctuates oh. from month to month. Um, so that means you know a good portion of our our folks are on that 20 hour per month plan. Um, it, it is something that's variable, and we we don't have contracts for our services, so that. You can come in at, you know, 20 or 40, but then maybe you get really maybe they come in at 40 and you get really efficient and you actually can downgrade to continue running at that capacity. So it varies. We have some clients that started with one VA two years ago and now they're working with three VAs because Uh uh, as they recognize new needs, they can add another person. They can upgrade their hours. And those plans that are on the on the website are um, kind of the 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 cookie cutter basic ones but we'll customize sure. anything to fit somebody's needs I, I know we've got people that are on you know 30 hour or you know like the in betweens like 25 hours and even someone that's on 160 hours a month so it just yeah it, it's it's going to vary awesome. depending on their needs but that's that's our goal that's awesome. is to really meet people where they are and, and to be flexible with the way business gives us that roller coaster ride <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is very cool. And I even see that, you know, there's a lot of services, right, that you guys provide. You know, not only just um, you know, things like administrative support and bookkeeping and things like that, but it it seems like there's a an array of of services that you provide. And and maybe that's where it comes into play. You have more virtual assistance, right to to maybe a client versus just one on one. Um, but can you talk about maybe some of those other services that that you guys do provide, or you know really maybe what's what's the you know the the probably the most popular of the services yeah. that are that are used?
1: Yeah, I, inbox and calendar management are two of the biggest ones on the administrative side of things because we spend so much time just managing our inbox people asking for. Uh, you know, a a coffee meetup or this. or I mean, there's all kinds of meeting requests coming through. And even if you have someone just handling that for you, it can be really uh, a big relief. Uh, So that one is very popular for sure. Uh, And then on the, on marketing, I would say social media content and blogging, email marketing, some of those things, those are all great tasks for VAs, updating your website. I mean, I can't even begin to rattle off all the different tasks that we're able to do. But one of the things I can say is that we're matching you with a dedicated person. If you're a client of ours, you're getting matched with a dedicated person that has the skill set you're looking for, for the the bulk of your needs. But if let's say you've got a strong admin managing your inbox and your calendar, and they're handling invoices and onboarding your clients and updating your CRM, but then you realize, you know what, I'd really like, I'm going to start speaking and I need a speaker's kit designed and they don't have design skills. All they have to do is hop on Slack and say, Hey team, I've got a client that needs help with designing a speaking media kit who, who's available to help. And there'll be several people responding saying, I can, I can help with that. Oh, I love design. I love doing that. And so they just loop that person in. It doesn't cost the client anything extra it just comes out of their same block of hours. They don't have to worry about interviewing, vetting, hiring, finding this person you know, person for this one-off project. Instead, they've already got access to that. And so they could use them for one time and then go back to just working with their main VA. So it's a lot of flexibility with a team approach, uh, but still getting you that dedicated person that learns and grows with your business.
2: Very cool. And I think about, I know know you were talking about, uh, you really have everything I, you know really really is building off of referrals, right, and it's gonna be those those one off uh you know smaller businesses, but you know, I think of you know just just in general, like um realtors, I mean thinking about mm-hmm. you know just those those other um just different businesses that are are more you know in the space where it would be um. Yeah, you just need that ex that extra support, but you don't really want to staff or you don't want to mm-hmm. um, you know, go down that down that road. But it's just it is so awesome that, you know, that that this exists. I mean, until Cherie had shared with me, um, your you know, your bio and your um really your website and and all the all the details that that it provides i mean it just you know you it's things you might might dream about or think about but then you know you just <laughs> never know that it's ever ever really a reality and and so it's it's such a a great service that i you know see this provide you know the ability that is, that is there right is just um so interesting um it's, Thank you. It's, uh, you know, very, very cool. Yeah,
1: and and I can't take credit for for inventing it, most definitely. But um, in fact, there's I've been noticing coming across more and more companies that started in two thousand eight. Um, okay. so for you know, for whatever reason, two thousand eight was when um, several other VA companies launched out and are still going strong because this this is something that. A lot of business owners don't know about, I think more and more, especially since the pandemic, that this term virtual assistant has become more well-known. There's also a little bit of confusion because Alexa and Siri are also (laughs) virtual assistants, but that's not (laughs) us, so we have to... We have to make sure we're able to differentiate our messaging so people know, hey, we're not that we're we're the real people, virtual assistants. But um, it's a great solution that hasn't been nearly as well known, but it's definitely growing in popularity because it's a more affordable way to um, get what you need when you need it and uh, yeah. to scale scale what you need as well. I'd Ask you this
0: question: um, Why did you decide to have? U.S. virtual assistants versus global?
1: Yeah, great question, because there are a lot of people finding success with overseas VAs, and um, I believe they serve a great purpose. They're certainly an affordable option for people to to work with. But I personally want to create jobs in the United States. I want people to have options to work from home. Um, there are a lot of moms that are working for us, dads too, but people that are, that I, I like to say first things first, they're keeping first things first. And that means that they need more time with their families. That might mean that they need to be able to take a break at 2 p.m. to go pick up their kid from school or you know, so, some other thing like that. And so having that flexibility is putting more women back in the workforce. And that's exciting for me. Um, and a lot of our clients also really appreciate having the chance to work with the U.S.-based VA. Um, they don't have to explain cultural norms and things. And and, and I say that um, a little hesitantly because I know like a lot of Filipino VAs are, I mean, they have American accents, they have Um, a pretty good understanding of how things go. Um, So it's definitely not a bad option to explore, um, but there are going to be some little nuanced differences. And um, for me, it's about um, keeping jobs here in the U.S. So, (laughs)
0: Well, we love that. Thank you for that. And yeah. And and again, it gives you more opportunity to be more hands-on with them. So I love that about what you, that's just who you are. So you're very, you're much, you're very connected and connecting <laughs> connector. So it's really Thank beautiful you. thing. Um, but you have quite an, an impressive and varied background and really had nothing to do with <laughs> administrative mm-hmm. assistance. So how'd this happen?
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was actually just writing some stuff. I'm I'm preparing a presentation and was thinking about this and how I I really come from pretty humble beginnings. I did not go to college um, out of high school or really in high school. I started working when I was 15 and I worked two jobs when I was 18 and I was independent on my own at that time. And um, really, you know, my circumstances just meant that I didn't get the chance to go to college, even though I had Ah, uh, great scores in high school, and it was something I even wanted. But it was, I was, I, I had to work in order f- to make things work, and so that's what I did. And I worked as a pharmacy technician for 11 years, um, and usually had a second job, waiting tables, working at Pizza Hut, you know, something like that to to also, you know, to keep it going because one job wasn't enough for one person. Um, so I did that for a long time, and. Um, a friend of mine that was doing web design one day said, "You know, I think that your skills could transfer well to project management. And she was just kind of casually encouraging me, but um sometimes I latch on to to things that people tell me that are that's like pushing me to do something new. And I went to half- price books and I bought a book on uh, WordPress and another book on project management for websites. And I read them. They were like textbooks, but I read them cover to cover and highlighted and did all this stuff. I was like, yes, I can do this. I I think this is something I would enjoy. And she offered me $300 per website to keep her on track. She was a designer, developer, super smart person, but also that creative type that just sort of lost sight of some of the details. And so I came in to help her with that. And fortunately, the company that we were working for uh, was growing rapidly and uh, Rusty Shelton, the founder of this uh, marketing agency, hired both of us as employees just a few months into it. And I just soaked up everything I could from Rusty. I feel like I, I consider him my number one mentor in business because he gave me such a a chance without that background and uh, to be able to go in and learn from him. I mean, I was reading his emails and typing up, okay, this is how we talk to clients, and okay, I'm, I'm copying what he says, and I'm going to use that style, and I hear him on the phone, so I was nervous, and I did it anyway, and I learned as I went, and I ended up growing with the company over a five-year period and left there as the VP of operations, uh, and then he was able to sell the company just a, f- a month or two after that, so uh, really amazing experience for me that gave me the courage to launch into trusty oak but um yeah i left there and rusty was my first client which is what Cherie was helping with was uh <laughs> brand audits that we were doing for his company so it was really kind of a weird thing to say hey boss i'm quitting uh but also i'd still like to work with you and you know he it was just kind of a, a funny little arrangement but he had a lot of respect for me and uh we were able to, to keep things going and i still meet up with them and catch up with them about trusty oak stuff and ask him questions when i'm in a bind and um really happy to have rusty as a support system even to this day it
0: speaks to again to to your character amber and has been able to make that uh flip with you and just stay in the same relationship and really continue to work with you and so it shows this that trust and respect and isn't aren't
1: those the core values of trusty oak is it trust and respect what is it it's- no. Um, so our core values, I can I'll, I'll recite them all too. there's five of them. And they're actually okay. phrases, not not just words like that. Okay. So the number one is uh, keep growing. The second one is serve leaders to change the world. The third one is communicate with transparency, We've got collaboration always wins, and follow through on every commitment. And uh, so trust is, um, you know, key to success. I mean, Trusty Oak, the name Trusty Oak came from that aspect and actually was inspired by a book called The Speed of Trust by Stephen M.R. Covey. Uh, So it is critical. Delegation totally fails if there isn't trust in relationships. So that's why that is, we'll we'll say it's more of a pillar of how we actually serve and exist. Um, But it is, you know, it lines up with our values too. (laughs)
0: Speaking of delegation, aren't you writing or do have you completed writing a book about delegation? Isn't that what it I'm, is? I'm still
1: working on it. Yeah, I'm working on it. I don't have a release date for that yet, but um, I'm hoping next year we should have something ready. I'm I'm still deciding whether or not I want to try for the traditional publisher route or self-publish so that could change the timeline. But uh, yeah, the book that, that I'm working on is uh, really thinking about. Um, Trust is sort of the big, big portion of it. It's kind of into three sections with explaining how we um, need and can improve and increase trust in the relationship between a a leader and their virtual assistant. And then there's the obvious, you know, like how to figure out like, OK, I have only so much time. How do I? What do I do with this time? How can I delegate to make more of it, and that kind of thing? And then the third section is really focused on the mechanics of how to, you know, what software to use, how to um, communicate your expectations, how to give feedback, a um, lot of stuff like that. So still, still piecing it all together. In fact, I have have another um, session that I'm working on this Friday to get some more content out of that. So it's it's been a been a long haul project, but I'm really proud to to be releasing something pretty soon
0: I love that I'm really excited for you about that and um you know I think um we can talk a little bit later I can connect you with somebody who might be able to help you make those decisions about how you're going to publish and those kind of things so um yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's so many things I still want to talk about. And, yeah. Um, but I just, you guys, I mean, Ashley, she, does she know how to make the dream work or what? And, you know, they always okay. say teamwork makes a dream work. And she creates, she not only, you know, had the dream or you know, or the the vision. But vision. she also yeah. created the team that would be the teamwork to make the dream work. And she's making <laughs> it work for others as well. And I love that it can, you know, be used mm-hmm. on small scale, large scale. Um, there's something... You know, there's a lot of things you've talked about today, Amber, that our company, CA Short, we've been around for almost 86 years and there's things we can learn from you and um, ideas that we can get from you. So I'm just, you're very, I just, uh, I'm so proud of you and I just love recognizing you and I just encourage you just to keep on keep an eye because I know that you have those days that you're just like, (laughs) you know, just like anyone would just want to throw in the towel and like it's too much. It gets overwhelming, especially because you're always growing just like that tree. You're always growing and growth is not always comfortable. And so, you know, but you are your your willingness and your courage to grow and keep going um, truly helps transform the world. It's I, I mention almost every episode um, the ripple effect, and you just have such a huge ripple effect that is a positive one that is encouraging and. Um, empowering to so many. And so uh, I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so grateful that I have been in your sphere for the time that I have and gotten to see this journey. you know, um, it's such a well, privilege
1: and so much fun. I'm, I'm so grateful, too, and you're making me feel really good. Thank you for all you're you've always been such an encouragement to me, like whether it's like a comment on Facebook or wherever it may be. so, thank you so much for that. Um, and to, to the point of like, I'm sure you've had days, um, just yesterday I posted something on social media about this topic of, um, self-confidence and uh, like our self-worth and just like what I'm learning about myself right now, because, um, I consider myself a high achiever. I have worked my ass off for years at something like I, love to work and I'm proud of how hard I work. But at the same time, it can be a little counterproductive to always be chasing that next goal. And, you know, like I'm reading this book called 10X is Easier Than 2X by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy. And it's one of those books that's changing the way I think most definitely. And one of the things that I'm learning through that is that Um, When I measure myself against that future goal that I've set for myself, which is a big goal, and it's almost impossible to even imagine it being accomplished, I come up short every single day. And that can be really hard on your mentality whenever you're looking ahead going, I'm still not there. I didn't do what I wanted to do this year. I'm not hitting those goals. And I found myself a few weeks ago, like in this spiral down of like, what am I even doing? You know, like you, you, you go to like the, the greatest lengths and the questions you ask yourself when you get into the wrong headspace, and I was finding myself there. and now I'm realizing that if I measure myself against how far I've already come, I'm now comp- like totally changing my mindset, because what I've already done has been impossible until it wasn't. And I am really looking back now, going, okay. I need to forget or remember to celebrate the wins that I've already had and to remember how far back I've actually, you know, how far I've come because um, that's going to show me that it's possible to do this impossible thing in the future. But measuring myself against that right now is not a good idea. So a little bit of a mindset shift to be able to um, change the way I'm thinking about my goal setting and my own capabilities and being comfortable in that phase where I'm in over my head again.
0: <laughs> you get to a point where you're comfortable being uncomfortable, like that's yes. your normal state. And you learned that that's your new comfort level. It's like your baseline rises for what's comfortable for you, right? So we build a foundation, but somehow we get, somehow we get to crank it up, jack it up. So our foundation gets higher and higher. Exactly.
1: So isn't that We raise our standards. We raise our standards. Yeah. And yeah. when we do that, it's harder again. And we have to, we're back into learning mode. Like you think about like, you learn to read that changed your life forever. And now it's like, well, of course, like I can read. It's, it's an easy thing to do. But at some point that was, that seemed like something that was totally impossible. And, and, you know, that's like going way back to the very lower level, but there's things like that, that are happening incrementally in our lives all the time, where we're like, if we're learning and growing, then we're going to be doing some things that don't feel so good. (laughs) So it's a it's a sign that we're doing the right thing if it's a little uncomfortable.
0: I agree. I agree. We're we're experiencing a lot of that right now, aren't we, Ashley? And it's a great uh, thing because we are <laughs>
1: intentionally growing.
0: We're intentionally growing yes. and changing and, and so you know, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable in yeah. this new, <laughs> new phase. Uh, so yeah. oh my gosh. Um before I forget, Amber, um you were recently uh, offering—I think it was only through the end of September—some a, a oh. discount on on a on, on a program or something. Is that something you're still offering? Do you want to talk about it? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, so I, what you're what you're referring to is my new delegation course. Uh, it's called Delegate or uh, Fire Yourself. Delegate Your Way to Freedom and Success is the title of it. And the uh, the course is designed for a little bit like what I've talked about in regards to the book, in the sense that it's a lot of how do I identify what to delegate. I have exercises in there that will help you work through your own schedule and tasks to figure out what you should be delegating or what are ideal tasks for a VA, um, how to communicate your expectations, how to um, give feedback, especially critical feedback, because I know there are a lot of leaders that get really uncomfortable and just shut down when they don't like something, and then they go do it themselves, and the VA never knows that they were unhappy with that work. So, helping leaders actually learn how to do that. So, um, I can give you a link for that course so that if if it's something you put in show notes or whatever, but, um, I was offering a 50% discount through September 30th, but I'd be happy to offer a a 50% discount to your listeners too. So I'll put together a promo code that I can share since we're past the the early bird date.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you. And would you just kind of blurt out your URL right now for Trusty Oak?
1: Uh yes yeah, so it's just trustyoak.com uh, the course itself is on a different platform so it's a okay. l- little bit too long for me to spell okay. it out but
0: Yeah um, no that's all right. We if you you know we'll find a way to publish that okay. and then but I wanted you to get, have a chance for people to find you and see who you are and what you do. Um okay so we're going to flip the switch a little bit unless there's one last question or comment either of you wants to make before we flip the switch to a little bit more casual conversation.
1: No, I. This, this has all been fun to talk
0: about. I'm <laughs> I know like it's that. all so good, <laughs> so good, so good, just meaty. Uh, so it's funny because I, it's I had something in the back of my mind today, and I was like, oh, it would be funny, funny to talk about it if it fit in. And then there's just little things that you kept saying. Ashley mentioned dreams, and and you you just mentioned back when you were learning to read, and you know how simple that is now. And and I was just having these. Uh, I don't dream, well, I'm not aware that I dream very often, mm-hmm. okay? I, I don't know. I think it's kind of weird that I rarely remember dreaming. A lot of people remember dreams all the time, mm-hmm. right? Not only do they know they dreamed, but they know what they dreamed, and I pff, I, hard, I rarely ever do. Um, but um, occasionally, I will remember that I was dreaming, and I, actually, this morning, I remembered dreaming a little bit, and I even remember what it was about. But Really, I, the point about it is is just kind of being in that altered state of reality. I mean, don't you ever have a dream that it was so real that you could swear that it happened, like it's a part of your experience? You, you experienced it fully in adrenaline, and your whole your body systems, your physiology was engaged,
1: and it was mm-hmm. like reality. Do is that happen to y'all? That one's a little more rare for me. I've definitely had vivid dreams that feel like they mean something, but less about like waking up and going, oh my gosh, did that really happen? Or was it a dream? But I don't know. What about you, Ashley?
2: Yeah, I've had a little bit of both. I mean, it it, it is interesting because there's there's times that I will I will sleep and not remember dreaming, and then I'll go for weeks where I wake up and I'm like, you know, what does that mean? Or did yeah, did it really happen? Or you know, what's going on? Why 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 am I dreaming? Yeah, <laughs> and right, I know what is that? Yeah, why my why right.
0: where'd that come right. from? Yeah, I'm but questioning like myself. You, yes. yes, yeah. Did you experience it like it was sure. real some you know sometimes yeah. or I or I have and so it and when you mentioned reading Amber it just made me chuckle because this wasn't a dream this actually the circus the scenario happened so when I was in third grade I, by the way I was like a I excelled in reading from the beginning of time at my, you know, at a very young age and love to read. My whole family loves to read. And <laughs> we don't know how to use the library because my parents just had shelves and shelves and shelves of books and mm-hmm. new ones constantly coming in. And we were like the lending library for our friends. Cool. So I didn't know how to use the public library. So we love to read. And I was in third grade and I, it was a Sunday morning waiting to go to church and I was crying, and my sister, when I have two older sisters, one came in and, you know, asked me why I was crying and what was wrong. And I, I mean, I was really crying because I, I can remember very vividly how distraught, I don't even know how to describe how I felt. It was devastating. I told her I forgot how to read. And she said, what do you mean? How do you forgot? How? I said, I can't. I, my dad, our dad um, had, was always, uh, bivocational, two full-time careers all the time, and one of those was a, a minister, and often that meant mm. preaching, and so we had, you know, just hundreds of books, dozens, dozens, hundreds of books, uh, Bibles on the shelf, and so every Sunday, I would just go grab one off the shelf, and so I did that, and I had been sitting on the couch to read it, and I couldn't read a word of it, and I, I was in third grade. I was always an excellent, you know, excelled at reading, and I, I mean, I was it was devastating. And, and so my sister in my I tried brain. To make her understand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I yeah, it was like, what's happening to me? Like I'll never be able to read again. Well, guess what? The Bible was in Spanish.
1: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it was like a Hebrew Bible or something like that. With the Greek and
0: Hebrew. You know, books. I guess before I was born, Daddy uh he didn't he wasn't fluent in Spanish, but he was went and would go to this mission church and it was spanish-speaking and so if that was the bible he used i didn't know that and i mean i it was so was it real that i forgot how to read no but it was real to like it was the experience of that was real of suddenly not being able to read it was just like terrifying yeah it was like so that's what i mean like sometimes you just have you like you experience something that's not really in your actual reality, but it was a reality for a moment, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll that would be that would scare one. me too. <laughs> my mom visited us back way back when my kids were still little. My mom came to visit and stayed in my son's room, and she went. Uh, I had asked her how the next morning how she slept. She goes, "Oh, terrible! I hardly slept at all." I said, "What happened?" She said, "Well, when I went to bed, I lay there, and you know those little plastic stars that'll glow in the dark, and you can stick mm-hmm. them to the ceiling or the ceiling fan or whatever." She's like. They were glowing, and she was like, I'm never going to go to sleep. And then she apparently fell asleep, and then in the middle, and we lived way out in the country, so there was not a lot of ambient light coming in the windows or anything. It was very dark at night. And so she woke up in the middle of the night, and she didn't see those stars. She didn't see anything. It was pitch black, and she apparently just lay in bed the rest of the night, (laughs) terrified that she was blind. Yeah, horrible. It's horrible that I laugh because I can, I can relate to it. I was like, oh my gosh, mom, I'm so sorry. I felt so bad because yeah. I know how horrible that feels. Like you're just going, oh my gosh, I'm never going to see her. I'm never going to read. I'm never. <laughs> and she, for a little while, that was her reality. She was blind. And it was just that the stars had stopped glowing <laughs> have y'all scary. ever had anything that that was you know any similar happen
2: <laughs> oh my goodness the I they not think i have um you know which i guess is fortunate yeah <laughs> yeah maybe in a mild a milder way
0: maybe you experience like deja vu and it's like did I just experience déjà vu, like a real thing that had happened before, or was did I was it a dream now or before? Like I don't know. And I'm, I'm you know, what do you think about that?
1: I don't. Yeah, I've, I've had some déjà vu moments. They always just entertain me, and I and then I think about the the Matrix. You know, the movie, the Matrix. Like, there's a glitch <laughs> yeah. in the Matrix when you see the the déjà vu thing happen. So like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So nowadays we a have Matrix.
0: a little better explanation, right? And something yeah. to uh, to re- to relate it to, perhaps.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> we did yeah, it. Yeah, because there's not a real good <laughs> explanation for why it happens. It, you know, I don't know. It's it yeah. is a good yeah. phenomenon.
0: <laughs> Brains. <laughs> so that was kind of my topic of interest today. I just thought that's just so, all that came to mind, and I, all because I, you know, remembered a dream and it felt like it really happened but it didn't and and then all those things came to mind. And so the mind is an amazing thing, isn't it?
1: It really is.
0: Yeah. And that and speaks to us our being able to create our own reality. I mean, even if it's just for a moment, right? Because when if your body it's full. if you fully believe something is real, I mean, you're everything you, within you and with around you r- responds mm-hmm. to that. <laughs> so, so, you know, that's the power of it actually, is that we really do create, our, I mean, you created your reality. Uh, Amber became a business owner and not just a business owner, but a recognized awarded business woman of the year in Austin, Texas. That's no small thing. That's hu- huge. I mean, right. Awesome, I'm so yeah. excited about that. I just, Yes, my friend, Amber. She's the, woman of the businesswoman of the year in Austin. Yes, that's it, my friend. <laughs> it was it
1: was very surprising to me because also I didn't even know I'd been nominated until I just got an email that said, you've been nominated for, and I didn't know who did it for a while. Like I, I eventually figured out that it was a friend of mine, but um, I was just in shock. And then you know you, it, it's a voting situation so like okay well i guess i'll i'll make a video and put it on social media and ask people if they think i deserve it to vote for me and um fortunately a lot of people thought that that was a good idea so <laughs>
0: that's, um i didn't know that how that worked i love that that's pretty cool yeah yeah <laughs> so
1: yeah austin wow. women is a wonderful organization too i'll just take a minute to give them a quick plug so for women leaders in austin um, Olga, that runs Austin Businesswoman, is just fantastic, and she has helped with facilitating numerous connections, speaking opportunities, um, just resources, you name it. Um, really amazing what they're doing for the Austin women community here. That's fantastic. Oh, love it. Oh, Amber, I've loved having you here so much.
0: Ashley, any last curiosity questions?
2: Oh, um, I can't think of any right now, but um, I'm sure they'll come after we're, you know, we're done for the day. But <laughs> Of course, uh, was, absolutely. Like, of course, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. you guys know what I'm about to say. It's that time again. Thank you, Amber. And thank you, viewers, for being with us today for the CA Short Company All-In Employee Podcast. It's been fun. It's been informative. And it's been engaging. Remember, you're either all in or you're
2: all out. See you next time.